Hey everybody, you are listening to Grace Bond Ministries. Grace Bond Ministries is about sharing the Word of God, having conversations about difficult topics, talking about apologetics, coming together, tackling issues, answering questions, studying the Scripture, uh, doing devotionals. Listen, Grace Bond Ministries has so many different things that we're going to talk about, that we have talked about, we're going to continue talking about, uh, and this podcast is made for someone who wants to know more about the Christian faith, or wants answers to their questions, or just wants to ask questions, or just wants a safe place to talk about things, even things like politics, you know, abortion, uh, homosexuality, hell, you know, or just how do I have strong faith? That's what you're going to get when you listen to Grace Bond Ministries. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you are blessed and encouraged by what we do here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Grace Bond Ministries. Uh, we've got a, uh, I guess if you're interested in this topic, it's an interesting topic, but uh, it's probably something that maybe a lot of people just don't really think about, don't really consider. Uh, we're talking about when was Jesus born? Uh, you know, we, we celebrate the birth of Jesus on December 25th every year, or, or at the very least we're supposed to as Christians, I guess. Um, and But, you know, I, I don't know about y'all, but I started hearing, uh, I don't know, six, seven years ago that, you know, maybe Jesus wasn't born on December 25th and really threw me for a loop when I heard that. And so uh, it got me curious about it. You know, when was Jesus actually born? And so uh, I finally was able to sit down and, and do a little bit of research and and uh, just kind of really dig into this topic and 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 find out you know about when Jesus was actually born or or at the very least what the possibilities are of when Jesus may have been born. So it's uh, definitely interesting to kind of look into it and and uh, I'll explain later on. But it was actually kind of encouraging to me uh, to see some of the stuff. Uh, about this, and uh, I think it's I think it's a little bit more important than people give it credit for. Uh, but it's not a uh, you know it's not like a life or death or or a gospel issue or anything like that. So uh, we're looking forward to d- digging into that uh, with you guys, and hope that you will uh, stay tuned and and uh, leave us your thoughts about uh, you know the evidence that we share. Is there something maybe we missed or whatever it may be? But uh, whatever the case may be, we're looking forward to digging into this topic with you guys. And uh, we hope that you were blessed by this and that you uh, find it interesting. So please share it and uh, let us know what you think. See you soon. For it is by grace you are saved through faith, not of yourselves, but it is a gift of God. Ephesians 2.8. Welcome to Grace Bond Ministries. Welcome, welcome back to Grace Bond Ministries. Uh, listen, we are we are excited to dig into this topic, even though uh, some people I've heard even say that ah, you know it seems like a boring topic or whatever. But uh, you know, to me, it's it's fascinating just to research and study. Uh, you know, why why or, or or when was Jesus actually born? When was his actual birthday? And was it December twenty fifth? Was it another date? Do we even know? Uh, there's a lot of questions that surround this. Uh, Christian, what are you, what are your thoughts on this topic? I mean, what 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 uh, I don't know. What what do you think about this? And it's always been something interesting and not something talked about a lot. You hear the question, especially as you get older. It's like, when was Jesus actually born? Because they're like, it can't be December twenty fifth. The sheep and all would be 
too cold outside. They don't, they aren't going to keep them inside during the winter. And then they don't tell you when they think it was. That's all you get is it wasn't December 25th. You're like, well, where's your evidence that it wasn't or something like that. So it's, it's a cool topic to dig in and figure out, try to figure out when exactly it was. And it's one of those topics where we may not know because God didn't come out and tell us directly. It's cool yeah. to research and study history. Yeah, and one of the, one of the things you're gonna, I think you guys will see when we get into this is, uh, you also kind of learn a little bit of how people come up with dates for pretty much anything during this time period. Uh, I mean, the bottom line was is that they didn't like today. We'll say this thing happened on December first of 2023 or whatever. Uh, they don't. They didn't do that because they didn't really. It really wasn't an agreed upon calendar, uh, as far as I can tell. And so, uh, and so when they, <laughs> so when they're trying to come up with dates, it's all about well, it was while this was happening, or while this person reigned, or whatever it may be. And so now looking back, it makes things pretty complicated. Uh, I think as it'll be clear as we get into into this uh, today. So, uh, so just to introduce the topic a little bit more. Uh, you know, we said this a couple times, but obviously most people uh, will probably assume without thinking about it that Jesus was born on December 25th. And that's why we celebrate on December 25th. Uh, we celebrate his birthday on that day. Uh, but I, 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 there's some challenging evidence against that. Uh, like Christian said, I mean, there's there a lot of people will say, well, the, the, the sheep wouldn't be out in the winter time or whatever. And and uh, which I, I mean, I found a lot of a, a lot of evidence that suggests maybe that's not even true that there was sheep out. Uh, and so, you know, what other what other stuff do we have? Uh, you know, there's there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, and so, I mean, we 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 did our best to research and look into this for you, so you didn't have to spend the hours researching. You could just uh, spend thirty forty five minutes, however long this is gonna be, and <laughs> find out uh, at least a good chunk of of the answers. So. Uh, so here's the ultimate thing when we come to this uh, I, I think this will be a lot clearer too as we get into it but uh, what's clear is that it's unclear <laughs> uh, there, there's really not clarity for when Jesus was actually born what the, the specific, definitely the day uh, but even the year, the month the, the, even the, the time period of the year when it happened, I mean, there is really hardly any clarity at all about it. Um, but there is evidence that points scholars to different dates or different area or uh, different time frames, uh, things like that. And so, a lot of times, though, when you when you read like a historian or something like that, and they're they're talking about these ancient days, um, what they'll say is, well, what they'll do is they'll guess. Like if they're trying trying to guess a specific year. What they'll do is they'll guess and they'll give you like a time frame. So maybe it's 20 BC to 2025 or or to 25 BC. Somewhere in between those five years is where is the closest they can narrow it down to. And so that's our goal today is to kind of show you the evidence that narrows it down uh, to a couple of different possible dates or or time frames. So uh, so Christian, you want to you want to get us started with some stuff or uh, add anything else there? Yeah, I mean, I think you covered it. The calendars are different. I mean, I guess looking at it, we're looking at it from the perspective that we know who Jesus was. And at this point, you can only see the shepherd and the wise men 
So there really wouldn't have been much recordings of his birth, probably, because they were like, this is some random dude from Nazareth. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and so now we're trying to look back and figure out exactly when, because we know who he is. But yeah, I guess looking at the year, you look at Matthew 2.1, so getting into some of his accounts in the Gospels, begins, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem. And so we know it has to be during the reign of King Herod, and it kind of kills the answer of he was born in 0 BC or the year 1 AD because it had to be during the reign of King Herod, and King Herod died in March or April of 4 BC. And he reigned from 37 BC to 4 BC. And so we know it has to be before April or March of 4 BC. And so that gives us a good start to when it actually was. And I don't know if, if you're listening to some podcast, you didn't see it, but Christian literally just pulled that fact from his head that <laughs> the rain. Of that. That was I, was oh, okay. <laughs> I saw you look up in the air and, and uh, he's like, there it is. That's right. I think he's, got cheat sheet. he's got a cheat sheet on his wall behind his computer. <laughs> Whatever works. Man. Yeah, man, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, it's, it's, it's all for the podcast. <laughs> Uh, and so another another interesting fact about that is uh, I had also looked up uh, I looked up a couple like a lot of different links and stuff uh, Christian and non Christian um, and Britannica Britannica suggests that uh, the slaughtering of infants took place close to the 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 death of King Herod so if he died in four BC uh, you know we 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 could we could we could maybe say that it happened closer to his death. And I, I think the reasoning behind that was because of because he was about to be seceded by somebody else. Uh, I'm sure he wanted he wanted it to be somebody he wanted it to be. So <laughs> uh, that's how those kings were. Even in their death, they wanted to still maintain power. So um, and so, if, I mean, if this guy was if King Herod was in charge, and all of a sudden he gets word that a king uh, was to be born, well, yeah, he would he would actually he would obviously be. <laughs> upset about that and with his power he decided to kill uh every infant uh uh let's see yeah we need to read the second verse for this in matthew in uh, same chapter verse 16 matthew two sixteen. then herod when he realized that he had been outwitted by the wise men uh flew into a rage and and here's uh here's something that really wrecked my life a few years ago too is uh the wise men were not at the manger scene uh it just I, I hate to break it to you like that. I mean, it's some of the it's the, it's the most heartbreaking news I'd ever heard. I, I don't know why it bothered me so much. <laughs> if your but, wise men are at your major scene, you need to move them right. Now. Yeah, like, and I've seen I've seen churches where they'll put the wise men, you know, down the hall or something. They're like they're on their way or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but what happened was, is the wise men actually went directly to King Herod and asked about this king that was to be born, and so that's how Herod find figured it out. Um, and then they were supposed to go and report back to him, but uh, apparently he was outwitted by the wise men. And then the verse says he flew into a rage. Uh, and now listen, any king during this time period who flies into a rage is always bad news. Okay, uh, they have power, control, and they literally can do whatever they want, even murder. So uh, he flew into a rage and he gave orders to massacre all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, in keeping with the time he had learned from the wise men. Right. So. Uh, so at this point, Jesus could have been 
up to two years old. Um, and so that's kind of important to help us try to narrow down this state. So if he, uh, he, he might've assumed, so if, if this was around four BC, I mean, Jesus could have been as born as early as six BC, uh, as you know, when you go, when you go, you know, into the, the before Christ era or, or, or whatever, uh, you know, you kind of start counting up. And so it'd be, you know, two yeah. years above that. So right now we've already narrowed it down to, he's probably born somewhere between six and four BC. Um, uh, so that's, that's one, that's one aspect of it. Uh, Christian, you want to, you want to open us up about the, the talk about the census? Yeah. A fun fact of Ken Herod that I was looking up studying for a different lesson was that he apparently murdered his grandmother-in-law, his wife, and his two sons because he wanted to keep power. So I heard about the sons. I hadn't heard about the other ones. (laughs) Yeah. So this wasn't the first time he had just went into a rage and wanted to kill a bunch of people. Yeah. But the second aspect we got to look at is when you're reading the Christmas story and the whole reason they're coming to Bethlehem is a decree from Caesar Augustus for a census. And so Luke 2, 1 through 2 says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Quirinius was governor in Syria. And so looking at that and this stone fragment, it has to be between 6 and 4 BC, kind of like we just said. The stone fragment is known as the Tavoli inscription, and forgive my pronunciation because it's probably wrong, discovered in 1764 near Rome that bears this out, mentioning a Roman official who ruled Syria and Phoenicia twice under Augustus. Many scholars between believe Quirinius is the official inscription. If so, the narrative in Luke 2 is set in Quirinius's first term as governor while Herod the Great was still alive. And yeah, so that and I this. think if I remember what I researched on this, um, and it's been a couple of weeks since I actually was looking at these links, but uh, if I remember right, the the stone actually says something just basic about a governor. That's why we kind of that some scholars say that they think it's Quirinius uh, yeah. because it's possible, and so that's what we're trying to get into as well. It's not that this stuff is set in stone, <laughs> but. <laughs> we'll cut that part out but uh you know but it's that that this stuff is possible so we're trying to outline a possible date um because one of the things we're getting into as we get into this is also some apologetics about the historicity of the gospels and the, and especially luke because luke literally says i'm writing a history book for you theophilus so <laughs> uh so it's a pretty 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 big uh, and heavy heavy burden of evidence on that so uh, but so this this could be. I mean, it could be Quirinius. Um, and then one of the one of the most important ones, and and this, I'm not even gonna. I'll read. I'm gonna read the verses to you. This is Luke three one and two. Uh, this lists all kinds of people who ruled, and there's all kinds of math. And I, I anybody who wants to link, uh, I can send it to you. But there's all kinds of math for this. Uh, but we have to get into the start of John the Baptist ministry because if we can narrow that down. And so sometimes when you're studying uh, ancient dates, you have to actually look at other things that maybe are more set in stone. Like when did King Herod reign? Uh, when did the census happen? When did Quirinius uh, rule as governor? Uh, when did John the Baptist start his ministry? So if you can kind of group everything together, you can come up with some possible dates. Uh, 
So in Luke 3, it says, In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, while Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod was tetrarch of Galilee. His brother Philip, tetrarch of the region of Ituria, and Trachonitis, Tricon- oh, I was doing so good, um, <laughs> and Lysias, <laughs> tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, God's word came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. Um, so if you take everything that's mentioned there and you add it all up, and like I said, there's a link that kind of goes through each of these dates and says this is when this person reigned, this is when this person reigned, this is when this person was in this position. You add it all up, it adds up to A.D. Uh, 27 to uh, 29. All right. Um, and so this would have been when John the Baptist started his ministry. And Jesus starts just after John the Baptist starts baptizing. And uh, and this is important because when we look at this next verse, Luke 3.23, it says, as he began his ministry, Jesus was about 30 years old. So if Jesus was about 30 years old, um, if he was born in 5 BC, then Jesus would have been about 32 if, if we're talking about uh, uh, 27, right? So if we're talking about 27 AD, that would make Jesus about 32. So that would be about 30 years old. Uh, so maybe Luke didn't know the exact age because, I mean, how many people were wondering, like, how old is this guy, you know? Uh, but it was it was important for Jewish customs that he was at least 30 because that's when you could become a uh, a Pharisee. And so that was, uh, you know, it's important that he was at least 30. And I think that's probably why Luke mentions that. Uh, and so if 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 we go back, because remember earlier with Herod, I mean, we've, we've got something, we've got a possible date between 4 and 6 BC. And so if he was born in 5 BC and then started his ministry at the at his baptism in 27 and then died somewhere around 30 or maybe 33 or whatever it may be. I mean, the dates work. The dates, the dates fit in there. Um, it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's just kind of a little bit of, of uh, information about the years. And, I, uh, and man, I know scholars that if you sat down with them, I mean, they could tell you more information than you would ever want to know about this subject. Um, but I can tell you this, just, I mean, just the, I don't know, I probably looked at 10 or 15 articles. I mean, just looking at that, um, to find somebody that actually sits down and goes through every single piece of evidence on this topic and presents it all in one article is hard to find. Um, I had to figure out which website it was, but there was one website that really I mean, wrote less like 10 or 15 articles about the birth of Jesus. Um, and so that was probably one of the most impressive ones uh, that I found. But, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of the gist of it. And so we're looking at a date somewhere between, or a year, somewhere between 4 and 6 BC seems the best possible for the information that uh, we've got here. So. Uh, Christian, you want to take over here so I can rest my voice? <laughs> yeah, so there's the year that we look at. We got the time frame of 6 and 4 BC. But now we want to give y'all maybe a month, a day, somewhere in between that region of when we think or when all of this evidence thinks that Jesus was born. And so kind of starting off, like, why do we celebrate December 25th if most people, or a lot of people, believe it wasn't December 25th when he was born. Why do we celebrate it? So it was celebrated back by in the Christian church in Rome in 336 for the first time. And then Pope Julius declared December 25th as Christmas 
celebrating his birth in 349 AD. So it's a little interesting that it looks like up until that point, or in that point in church history, that it was believed he was born on December 25th. And so there's a bunch of different information about why they may not think it was December 25th. We already talked about the uh, sheeps or the flocks in the fields that they were kept in the stables during the winter times, which is true for a lot of them. But the interesting thing is if you look at sacrificial lambs, they were kept out year round. And when I was looking at that, they were talking about the temperature wise of what it was like. And they were like, it's almost like it's in Georgia where it's pretty high for uh, that region where it's not going to get that cold. It'll barely get below freezing if that. And they're like, sheep have wool so they could survive this degree. They can survive this weather. And so they could be out in the field. And it would make sense that Jesus, soon to be the sacrificial lamb for us, would be born in the same time where sacrificial lambs were out in the field. But that's a interesting part of the sheep in the fields. And then you have the census. It was probably not scheduled for the cold winter months, which, I mean, I get most of us don't want to go out if it's below a certain temperature. So, yeah. Could you imagine traveling and knowing you're going to have to walk? And I mean, it's yeah. one thing to be home or, or, I mean, even to take care of your sheep when it's, you know, pretty cold outside. But man, when you got to walk and travel and all that. And, yeah. <laughs> but, we don't want to get out in, into our cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, the other thing is, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, I read a couple. I mean, I don't even know. I would say maybe at least half the sources I looked into all said that, I mean, if you're going to do a, if they were going to do a census, that it probably would have been sometime between August and September, because that would have been when they would have got the, the best turnout for it. Uh, and so, you know, we get into some of this other evidence. I mean, that's kind of leads into that possibility that maybe it was sometime in the, uh, sometime in the fall uh, is a possibility that we're going to see in, in just a second. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, and I mean that's just a couple of different things. And the sheep thing. I mean that it's possible that they could have taken them in. It's possible they could have taken them out and left them out. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of a lot of unknowns. So, uh, but either way, it could work. I mean, it could work either way. So, uh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, let's get into some other stuff. Uh, it's kind of it's it's almost impossible to get to the day because that's they just didn't really talk about days. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a little bit of discussion on uh, the star, the star Bethlehem, and when, when, it, when it popped up, you know, was that a, uh, you know, was that a supernatural star? I mean, if it was a supernatural star, then we can't use any dating or of stars or anything to get there. Uh, but if it's a, if it was an actual, uh, I mean, if it was just a normal bright star that popped up, uh, or a, what do they call it, a supernova? Uh, yeah. You know, if that if that were to have to if that were to popped up, and they I've had I've heard people date that sometime between uh, what do they say one to five or something like that three to five uh, somewhere in there they actually can date that supernova to that you know that time frame. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a there's a couple things there, and there's still a lot more unknowns. So uh, I feel like the the more we go, the the less we know. But <laughs> um, that's right. So we already talked about not winter months, uh, that the census probably would have happened somewhere between the spring to the fall. 
there was a high chance that, I mean, there was, I don't know about a high chance, but there definitely was a good chance that the sheep may not have been out, out in the fields in the winter as much, uh, if at all. I mean, uh, there's also evidence that they, that some people did have their sheep out in the winter. So, uh, yeah. but I mean, spring to fall could be a possibility and, and the even winter could still be a possibility based on this. Uh, but the, the, the biggest thing is John the Baptist when John the Baptist was, uh, was born. Uh, so Chris, you want to get us started on that? Yeah. So it, they seem to have more evidence of when John the Baptist was born. But that's because his father was at this specific place in the temple under the division of Abijah and, or however you pronounce it. Do you pronounce it Abijah? Abijah? I, I call I pronounce it Abijah. I don't know if that's right. Or Abijah? <laughs> that sounds cool. That sounds more like Elijah. So let's go with that. Abijah. Oh, man. I heard on Youth Group Chronicles, they were trying to figure out this guy's name and they kept saying it, it was, I'm pretty sure it's Josue. J O S U E, and they kept saying Josh, Joshua, and they, like it was just so bad at pronouncing it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Josue. <laughs> yeah, so they never did. I mean, the whole podcast, they never did get it right. So, so yeah. I mean, if if you group chronicles can mess it up, then surely we can. <laughs> we it's fine with us. But Abijah. <laughs> their division would have been serving during a specific time in the temple when Zechariah was doing this. And they would have had records of when he was burning incense because it was like a once-in-a-lifetime thing to do because it was chosen by lot. It was at random. And so and that when that point was there, that's when a lot, uh, not a lot, Zechariah figures out that he's going to have a, kid when Gabriel comes and tells him and that supposedly during mid-June there is some people that say he could have served through October 9th which if it was there's about six months between John the Baptist and Jesus because Mary comes and visits Elizabeth later on and there's about a six-month gap because Elizabeth stays inside for five months it says and so that put them about six months between so if you say that Zachariah didn't come home till October 9th, and that would put Jesus being born in December or January. And But looking at Luke, it, Luke 1, five says, In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest of Abijah's division named Zechariah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And then First Chronicles 24, it says, Abijah was the eighth of the priestly order. Oh, Zechariah was part of the eighth course of Abijah. And then John Leonard says the period of service for the eighth course of Abijah to which Zechariah belonged was from May 19th to May 26th, so only a week long. According to John Leonard, it was most likely this late spring administration when Zechariah's service was interrupted by the angel's appearance to him announcing his wife's imminent pregnancy. Because of his unbelief, he was struck dumb during his service or mute. I want to know how they tra translate the difference between dumb and mute. <laughs> but during his service in the temple, which immediately disqualified him from his priestly duties. Therefore, he left for home sometime between May 26th and June 1st. Elizabeth would have conceived. She later gave birth to John the Baptist near March 10th in 3 B.C., they got it like down to a day. 
<laughs> After the nine months and 10 days, a total of 280 days. This would place the birth of Jesus six months later, according to Luke 1, the six-month gap, in the first half of September in 3 BC. Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, I mean, we're still kind of, I mean, earlier we kind of, I think I kept saying four to six BC, I think, but I meant to say three to five. Uh, but really, yeah. I mean, it's kind of three to six. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's all sorts of possibilities for dates. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this, I mean, this all points to, this, all this is saying here is that John the Baptist, so these priests, they would have served uh, they would have served two terms, uh, and then they also would have served all the holy holidays uh, in the temple. So they would come in and serve their term. It'd be in weeks, week long, uh, Sabbath to Sabbath, and uh, then they would go home. And so, um, whichever this could have happened, uh, and it seems like there was no indication that it was during one of the holy days when uh, when Elizabeth uh, conceived, but. Uh, and so that kind of that probably throws that idea out that it was during one of the holy days. Uh, so it was probably either during the first or the second uh, time he was in the temple. Yeah. And so if it, so, that's where he gets those dates from. So if it was the first time in the temple, it would put the birth probably sometime around March. You know, nine months after he got home. Um, and if it was uh, the second time, then it would have it would have put uh, somewhere around. I guess the summertime, July or whatever, uh, that John the Baptist would have been born. And then you always have to, you have to add in, uh, you know, you have to add in the six months because Jesus was born six months after John the Baptist. So, uh, so this, this was the guy here, actually, John Leonard was the guy that wrote a ton of different articles on this subject. Um, and when, even when he says they're like the specific dates, like March 10th, I mean, it's just adding up and, and, you know, instead of writing from this date to this date, you know, still, uh, still pretty impressive. I mean, just reading his articles, I'm like, this guy has spent a lot of time and effort. Um, so I would, I would definitely suggest you guys uh, go check out his work. Um, I can't remember what his website is, but, uh, so anyways, that's, that's kind of where we're at. Uh, so Christian, why don't you, I mean, you want to share like, uh, you know, we, I mean, we, we had kind of discussed closing this out and say, you know, is this really all that important? Uh, so Christian, you want to get us started? I'm going to see if I can find that link while you're. It should be at the bottom of the page. Okay. What what what's the link? I don't have it on mine. Put it four. Oh, little turd. Yeah. So I like zoomed it in so I could see it better, and now it won't let me zoom out. Dang. It says truthandscripture.net. That's it. Yeah. So go check that out. Him and a couple other guys write some articles on there. And, uh, you know, I haven't vetted this a whole lot, but uh, at the very least, his articles on this were, were uh, I, I thought were very interesting. So uh, definitely worth going going to check out because you're going to find a lot of articles on this stuff. The problem is, is uh, you get a non-Christian perspective thrown in there. And I mean, granted, I think it's good to kind of see where everybody's heads are at with this, but uh, you know, history channel is yeah. going to be kind of broad. I mean, most of the articles were really short and they focused on one aspect of something, uh, you know, and, and uh, a lot of Christian articles, that, that was probably the most frustrating thing with me. I was reading, I would read an article and I would think this is, this one's going to be really good. And then at the end they would just kind of stop and <laughs> it wouldn't really go any further. Like really it doesn't matter. And then they would stop. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so let's talk about that. You know, is this really all that important? 
um, you know, uh, I, 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 like I said earlier, I don't know that this is, it's not life or death. It's not a gospel issue or anything like that. And the Christian, I know Christian would, uh, would agree with me too. Uh, but you know, it's, it's nothing like that, but it, I, and like we said, it's, it's interesting. It's fascinating to me. I mean, granted, I love learning history about the Bible, uh, even though I can't hardly remember any of it, but I love learning it and hearing about it. Uh, and so that's just that aspect is interesting to me, but you're also, we're also getting into the birth of our savior, like the, the time frame and, and what would have been going on during that time? What would the culture be like? I mean, uh, you know, what was the weather like? I mean, I just, just sitting there and imagining being in that manger. I mean, was it freezing cold outside? I mean, I mean, if you're sleeping in a manger, I mean, whether it's 40 degrees, or, or less. I mean, if it's forty degrees and you're sleeping outside in a manger, it's gonna be it's gonna be cold. <laughs> you get all that hay you can get. Yeah, all right. Uh, you know, so I don't know. It's just it's just really cool to me to be able to sit and look and and read and learn about the birth of our Savior. Um, and and I think for the most part, it's just an interesting topic. Uh, maybe it's really not that important. Maybe it's you know maybe it's you know, not the most important thing you're going to study or, uh, you know, maybe you won't do any more research on this. I don't know. But, um, you know, I think that's that's the biggest thing. It's just an interesting topic. And it's almost like, I mean, it's almost like a puzzle. I mean, if you love doing puzzles, try to figure out when Jesus was born. Because it's one of the toughest puzzles you're trying to crack. <laughs> you know, so uh, it, it's definitely an interesting topic. Uh, but the coolest thing to me um uh, and why it was so such an encouragement to me was because you know a lot of when we're talking to atheists who who are you know actually worth their two cents and are able to talk about the historicity of the gospels and things uh, like I, I think about our the the debate we saw with Bart Ehrman uh, you know just getting into the history and stuff well, it was it was encouraging to me just to see the the historical accuracy. Um, and how all of this, yeah, we don't have the exact dates, and there's still a few things that we question and wonder about about these dates. And, uh, but just to see that if you really look deep, I mean, we're looking deep under the hood uh, on this topic in the historicity of the Gospels, and it's uh, it's possible. Like, these dates are possible. It's possible that Luke actually gave a historical account, that Matthew gave a historical account, and Mark and John gave an historical account. Uh, and so it just encourages me apologetically just knowing that hey we've got a we've got four gospels that actually try the writers actually tried and god maybe even inspired them to make sure that they uh they historically uh wrote fairly and they they were historically true to what they wrote uh and so it's just that that was probably the most encouraging thing uh for this and that was one of the reasons i really wanted to spend time studying it just to see it. okay hey how are we doing on our historical side uh, when we're talking about the birthday of Jesus? Uh, so I don't know. That's just, you know, it's a few of my thoughts. And Christian, I know you probably would overlap on a lot of that with me, but, uh, you know, anything you want to reiterate or add or. Yeah. I mean, I amen to everything you said. And I mean, it's the, like you said, it's the birth of our savior. It's, um, I mean, it's not something where we need to, say, hey, I believe he was born in September, so let's change the world to celebrate the day of Jesus' birth in September. I mean, you've got to come to the point where you're going to meet them where they're at, and it's something that's happened like we saw since 340 B.C., so almost, that's like 20, not 2,700, about 1,700 years of celebrating it during 
December 25th during Christmas. And so it's not a salvation issue. It's an interesting topic. And you're molding and putting together all the different details of the Gospels, which is pretty cool to look at. And it gives us some information where um, it kind of puts together the Testaments. There's a lot of things that happen in history that we don't hear about in the Bible, that 400 years between the Old and the New Testament. And so it's cool to study things like this, and it helps you to see, hey, history does work with the Bible. And if you go back to it, I mean, the Bible is our number one source, but we see over the years, especially like history lines up with the Bible, and they come out with new manuscripts, new fragments that they find that lines up everything that we believe. And so people can't deny well, people can deny history, but that would be dumb. So it's don't it's be cool dumb. See so don't be dumb. Yeah, don't be dumb. <laughs> I mean, it says Zachariah was struck dumb. So yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and the bottom line is, when you get to the end of all this, and 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 I know we say this at the beginning of every pod. I mean, at, at, during every podcast we do, but. Uh, you know, when we say we're scratching the surface, like we really mean it. Like, uh, I mean, if, if you really went through and just, just if I, if I just shared everything I learned, uh, in the past few weeks, I've been looking at this, um, it would take me, I mean, it would take three hours. I mean, it would easy just knowing what I know. Now, could you imagine a scholar that has read all these historical documents? I mean, they could go on for days. I mean, that's why they write books, you know, because <laughs> they yeah. can literally go on for days on these topics. Um, and so we really are. We're just scratching the surface. There's a lot. There's a lot more out there. There's a couple other viewpoints to consider. I mean, there's some people who do argue for a December 25th birthday uh, for Jesus. You know, so uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's definitely an interesting topic. Uh, it just, I'll just close my close out with my thoughts, and then uh, Christian, if you want to give any final closing thoughts. But um, yeah, I'm with Christian. I mean, when we're talking, I mean, we're talking about uh, December 25th, right? That's a, that's just a day when uh, Christians around the world uh, celebrate and and remember the the birth of Jesus. You know that we have Advent leading up to that beforehand. You know different things that go along with that. And I and I I don't think there's a problem with that. I think I think we probably should stick to that and and just say hey this is a day we we remember and 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 I like what one podcast I listened to the guy said. You know, it's really a celebration of the incarnation, uh, not necessarily a celebration of the birthday of Jesus, but a celebration of, of God becoming incarnate in flesh. Um, you know, so uh, that's that's the main point of it. So as long as that is, um, you know, as long as that is something you're focused on during the Christmas season and Christmas Day or whenever, you know, you want to do it, really, uh, you know, Christmas Day is definitely a, an important part of that. So. Uh, so I don't think there's, I don't think you should try to figure out and say, you know what, I think it was September 3rd. So let's just celebrate on September 3rd. Um, you know, but you know, we just need to make sure we're celebrating to say, God, today we remember the day you were born and you, you came into this world and you incarnated in human flesh. Like that's, that's what we want to remember today. Um, and I, and I get it. Some people get concerned because of the mix of secular, the mix of secular uh, aspects of the holiday, but uh, one thing that I really like to see, and I, I know there's a battle between secular ideas sneaking in or battling against Christian ideas, and 
you know, taking Christ out of Christmas. I get all that. That's there. Um, but it's cool to me to be able to see, like, when you go into stores and stuff and you see that mix of Christmas. Like, I love Christmas season. I love the holidays. and uh, it's, it's my favorite season, you know, just, you know, you get Christmas trees and seeing lights. And, I mean, it's just my favorite season. Uh, but you also see Christ mix in with that the entire month. And a lot of churches focus their entire months on this this coming incarnation of Jesus Christ. Um, and so I think it's important that, that we do celebrate that. Um, but I think it's also important, at least for apologetics reasons. I mean, if for some reason it were to come up, I mean, you want to say, Hey, I looked into this and yeah, maybe he wasn't born December 25th, but, uh, you know, uh, bottom line is though, is that if God wanted it to be clear, he would have made it clear. And I, I know that sounds like a cop out and trust me, I am one of the persons that I get frustrated about people making these cop outs more than anybody. Okay. Um, so I know it sounds like a cop out, but uh, but it's true, though. I mean, if if God really cared for us to know, and the gospel writers, I mean, if they really thought that it was so important for us to know the exact date of Jesus' birth, they would have told us. But what was important is what Jesus did with his life and what his birth represented. And, uh, and so, like, that's why even Luke, who tried to give the most historical account, I mean, he says, Theophilus, I tried to make an historical account for you right at the beginning of his book in, in Luke and Acts. Um, you know, we know that he he was, I mean, he jumps from the birth of Jesus to the life of Jesus. And, and that was what he was, that's what all the gospel writers focus on is the life of Jesus, what he said, what he taught, what he accomplished. Um, and so I think, I think just even looking at that stuff is just amazing to see what our savior did. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, final thoughts, celebrate Jesus is uh, the, the incarnation of God uh, into human flesh. And do it on December 25th. Um, and and listen, if if you're convicted and you're like, hey, I don't want to do it December 25th, like we talked about in our last episode, I mean, okay, well, don't do it on December 25th, okay? Uh, do September or, or March or whatever you want to do. Uh, but, you know, it is, I think it is special to make sure we spend that day. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of a lot of closing thoughts, but that's my closing thoughts. So, Christian, if you want to close it out, and then, uh, and then we'll go ahead and end this podcast. Yeah, um, everything Jonathan said was good and true, and we see just the importance of the Christmas season. It's it's not like we don't celebrate the birth of Christ any other day, but this is a season where it kind of all comes and molds into celebrating it. We take a stop on everything else, and we point to the birth of Christ, the birth of our Savior, the Incarnation of Christ and it brings families together um Christmas Eve services especially or some of the services where a person who would never step foot in a church is coming because all their family is together so they're going to the Christmas Eve service before they uh unwrap gifts so maybe they're just there for the gifts but it gives an opportunity for the gospel to be presented because that's when we see the word of God made flesh and like you said with Theophilus, I mean, Luke writing to Theophilus, he probably knew what dates these were. And so maybe we we wish Theophilus wrote a second addition to it and was able to give us some more specific dates. But we don't have them, and some things aren't for us to know, and maybe our minds would just be blown if we actually knew everything that was there. And so just wanted 
Y'all to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. Merry Christmas. And I think this will be our podcast leading into December. So Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to all of our listeners. All right. Yep. Merry Christmas. I'm releasing this on uh, December 24th. So uh, Merry Christmas to you guys and, and Happy Holidays and Happy New Year's. And uh, we will see you guys on the uh, the next podcast. God bless. Next year. Thank you so much for watching the Grace Bond Ministries podcast or listening to the podcast. Uh, I know there's various ways that you could be listening to this right now or watching this right now, uh, but I just want to say thank you so much. And uh, if you would, uh, wherever you're listening, if you're listening on YouTube, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, podcast, please you know, leave a five star review and uh, write a little thing in there. If you're on Facebook, you know, leave a comment. Uh, let me know how this impacted you or uh, even any other questions or comments or concerns you may have. Um, and also, if you have an idea or you have something you'd really want to talk more uh, deeply about, you can always email me at gracebondministries at gmail.com. But thank you so much. Remember, for it is by grace you are saved through faith and not of yourselves, for it is the gift of God. Thank you for listening to Grace Bond Ministries.